Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name is Marion Rose, PhD, and today I want to talk all about parenting paradigms and also about aware parenting and my journey with it and why I love it so much. But I'd like to start off as a preface. There are so many parenting paradigms out there, aren't there? I imagine you might have uh, researched some, you might have looked on the bookshelves, websites, Instagram, Facebook pages, wherever you search for uh, information to see there are so many different ways of perceiving children and really on a much bigger level what I see about parenting paradigms is they each of them have core beliefs not only actually about children but about human nature and about our place in the world, our relationships with each other's, that they really hold core beliefs around that and it's those core beliefs beliefs that affect how they perhaps advocate responding to children and what's actually happening when children are doing whatever it is that they're doing or not doing. So for me I really deeply value understanding that the paradigm that many of us grew up in, the idea that um, there's comparison, competition, there's a there's one right way for everybody there's better and worse there's punishments and and um, guilt and all of those things that are so much a part of this paradigm in our culture that we're we've been in for a long while and I believe that we're slowly moving out of is that that can get applied to parenting so I think that can so easily happen that we can think that if we have one particular parenting paradigm that perhaps our way is right and the other person is wrong and we might try to um, we might judge other people who have different ways of thinking we might want to get them to think the same way as we do we might have judgments about them and really on a meta level I'm deeply passionate about us moving beyond those old ways of thinking about each other and responding to each other so for me, I'm deeply passionate about a different approach, about really what I see is that when we're, when we're looking out there in the world for information around parenting, is to see that as we look out there, that there's this inner process happening and that when we see things, there are often going to be things that have more of a resonance with us so we're going to feel that in our bodies and in our minds and more of a and it may be you may have experienced that I know I experienced that with aware parenting as I'm going to talk about if of that sense of oh this makes so much sense so there's that kind of aha and that kind of emotional resonance and that kind of um not kind of that uh the thoughts of oh yes this is this is what really fits with my values and this makes sense to me on a logical uh, level and on an emotional feeling body level of of that yes that resonance of that ah oh, yes this is how I want to be with my child or children so for me that's what I believe is the most important thing as parents not to be thinking that there's one right way but to be listening into that emotional resonance. And the way I see it on a bigger picture level is also that we, you know, when we're looking for something 
that we're we're often looking for that thing that perhaps we don't quite yet know in ourselves so when we see that the outer thing that outer model that website that book or someone happens to mention in conversation a particular way of parenting that it's there's all there's already some deeper knowing in ourselves and when we see that on the outside it resonates with something that we that we kind of I keep saying kind of not kind of but we know but we just don't know that we know yet so really that resonance piece and what I love about that is it really goes beyond those old paradigms of right and better than and perfect and judgment of others to really deeply trusting ourselves and that for each of us and at different times in our journey that there are going to be different pieces of material different books different paradigms that really deeply resonate with us and really trusting that and listening for that that inner that inner resonance that inner yesness so if you haven't yet found that in parenting you haven't found that thing that when you read it or you watch videos about it or <laughs> your friends talking to you about it if you haven't yet found that thing that you have a yes this this is it this really resonates for me I want to learn more about this then my invitation would be to keep on looking to keep on researching keep to keep on being open to life um, presenting that to you because I think that's one of the most important things and I think it can be so easy in our culture to perhaps do things because that's what we've known or that's what our friends are doing or that's what the media is telling us to do but actually listening in to those places where, where, we, where you actually also have the opposite where you have the do you know what this really doesn't resonate for me then it may be it may be even a parenting paradigm that you've been following for a while and but it starts to no longer fit for you or there are things that are being suggested that you just oh, I just just doesn't resonate with me anymore because we are constantly being invited to grow and um, develop in our own journey and that often means that we are get to be open to new things and we're growing and developing in our understanding in our capacity so to me then that goes beyond those old paradigms of, of as I keep saying of the competition and the right and wrong the judgment all of that to actually just listening to ourselves and really following that and for me then there's a second piece of that which is then doing the research finding out the things whether that's reading the books or doing the courses or having the sessions talking to the friends whatever it is and then practicing that with your child or children and then observing them so actually seeing does this um when i do when i practice this thing is this uh, how do i see my child responding does this seem to be a helpful thing for them uh, am I seeing the kinds of things that the, the that paradigm tells me that I might see? Is this in my body? Am I have it still having a yes with this? And to keep on taking that back to then ourselves, so that this is a relational thing that we're listening to into ourselves, and we're observing our children and listening into them and come you know, this this continual conversation that we're having. Which then gives us the information that actually when something no longer actually feels right, I'm using the word right in the terms of right to us, not right or wrong right, that that's the invitation to, to look again. 
So given that as a preface, I'd love to share a little bit about my own journey with aware parenting. So I've been deeply passionate about understanding human beings since I was a teenager and it really came from my own experience. I was very, very quiet. I was uh, full of self-judgment. Uh, I had a lot of fear growing up and particularly as a teenager. And I looked around, I saw a lot of the teens around me and they seemed to be very different to me. And I had this calling, I really want to understand why I am the way I am and how I can have a more happy, fulfilling, uh, less fearful life. And that really took me on a, a long, long journey. So it took me to psychology, a psychology degree, because that seemed like a, a logical place to start to discover more about human beings. <laughs> and I loved a lot of that. I loved understanding a lot of that. But still, I became clear that that was there was a lot on what I call now a thinky level, but it wasn't really the emotional level of understanding that I was wanting. So I um, kept going. I did a PhD at Cambridge University on the mother-infant relationship in the context of postnatal depression, and particularly in terms of feeding, but in terms of all aspects of the relationship. And I really also enjoyed a lot of that I really enjoyed there was a lot of research so I learned a lot about infant and child development about um, yeah a, a lot a lot of really interesting things but soon after they I started that I saw I, so again you know in terms of what I'm talking about I think this happens in so many different areas in life in our calling as well as our parenting as I kept on having that sense well actually this isn't enough this is still not what I was looking is not enough of what I was looking for so whilst I was doing my PhD I looked around I I thought I would like to train in some kind of therapeutic um, methodology and paradigm so I did my research I looked into all different kinds of things and the two things I came to that that I was holding between were family therapy um, and this other thing that I just came across, which was called psychosynthesis. And I didn't realize until later on that I'd actually bought a book on psychosynthesis when I was uh, traveling during one of my years at, at university in the summer holidays. So there'd been this kind of thread that had been coming to me. Anyway, I found this uh this paradigm <laughs> look for the word and I remember sending off the prospectus and you, you know you have those moments in life where where they just really stand out and I can really remember them as if it were happening to me five minutes ago I remember sitting in bed it, on well on my bed where I was living while I was doing my PhD and the prospectus had arrived and I opened the envelope and there was this beautiful prospective prospectus with a thick um, beautiful um, cover and with calligraphy on the front and calligraphy calligraphy interspersed through the prospectus with beautiful inspiring poems about human nature so again in terms of what I was talking before about parenting and why why parenting is not just about parenting it's about our core beliefs about who we are our place in this world 
um, what life is about, uh, all of those big picture pieces. So I remember that moment and I read it and I just knew, I knew this is what I want to do. This is it. This is what I've been looking for. So I carried on doing my PhD and I trained in psychosynthesis psychotherapy. So from 1992 to 1998, I trained and qualified and worked as a therapist, as a psychotherapist. And I loved it so much. It gave me such a big picture, all levels, understanding of human beings from what you might call the most spiritual through the mind, feelings, body, and, you know, all and everything. And I loved it so much. I also, after my, finished my PhD, and so I had this kind of parallel journey of still academia, so I started a, a post-doctoral fellowship, again, in terms of infant development. So really, again, studying infants, babies, and learning more, particularly about observational. So what I learned in my PhD is, yeah, there was a lot of reading, there was a lot of visiting mothers, there was a lot of videoing of mothers and babies together. And what I did in that PhD is I, is I went through video, these videos that I'd taken of mothers and babies together, millisecond by millisecond, observing their behavior. And that's kind of, that comes back as really important in terms of aware parenting, because I really, I was, really trained in that observational method to really look very closely at what's going on between mothers and babies. So I did that postdoctoral fellowship. I then, uh, so still working as a therapist, I then um, worked for two years um, as a lecturer teaching the therapeutic relationship to um, complementary health students in a, a university talking all about the, the therapeutic relationship about transference and countertransference and healing and the placebo effect and all of those kinds of things. Anyway, then <laughs> I had a big change in my life and all this is going, this, you might be like, why is Marion telling the whole story of her life? Well, all of these things are relevant. So at that point I moved to Australia, changed my whole life and that was the, the next journey, the next part and phase of my life. So uh, I met the father of my children. Um, we, um, we built a house together. We were ready to have children. And I, I was still deeply terrified of giving birth. So I didn't share the peace around this. So seeing in terms of my whole, I believe my whole life purpose is related to how my birth went so I was premature I was 10 weeks premature I was six weeks in an incubator as a baby so back in those days that was pretty early and my experience as a baby and particularly of course during my psychotherapy training and in my academic career I learned so much about pre and perinatal psychology so really understanding how much our time in utero in the womb and birth and in those early particularly those oops those early days and uh weeks after birth how there was a little ding <laughs> uh how much that impacts us and i really s believe on a bigger picture that you know so much of my 
journey here and my purpose here is to share about the experiences of babies in particular and children and um, how much they feel and how much their time in the womb and during birth and after birth has a deep impact on them to really change um, awareness and hopefully practices around how we treat pregnant women and birth and families and babies and children and parenting all of those things that bigger picture I'm so deeply passionate about that so anyway I was deeply terrified about giving birth and then through some various synchrony synchronicities I heard about hypnobirthing and the woman who developed hypnobirthing was coming to Australia for the first time so I was living in Australia now and I had such a big yes I went and did that training I then met Peter Jackson, who later developed Calm Birth, who at the time was uh, practicing something called PSH, Private Subconscious Mind Healing. And he shared his experience there. And that training as a, a hypnobirthing instructor and working with families in hypnobirthing and then doing my own. And I also trained in Private Subconscious Mind Healing during my pregnancy with my daughter, who's 17 now, as of 2019. I shifted in that pregnancy, I got pregnant very soon after from being literally terrified of giving birth to the most deepest and profound trust in my body and in birth and in my baby and I working together in birth to the point that I planned in a very, very highly um, organised way because that was my background research I was very diligent that I um, prepared very deeply for an unassisted or free birth. So by the way, if you're not into that, I'm not advocating that for for um, anyone in particular. Just sharing my experience again to me, that whole resonance piece is the most important thing for me around all aspects of parenting, including conception and birth and parenting. All the aspects of that is is that deep inner listening. So for me that was the biggest yes that I had and uh, I had a midwife friend visit from England uh, when I was about 35 weeks pregnant I think and she said which I just want to share because it gives that bigger picture she said I, I've never seen anyone prepare as much for birth as you so I'm not only on a mental level but an emotional uh, energetic physical body every level you know I, I I did deep subconscious healing work. I did I did lots of stuff. Anyway, it was one of the most, that and my son's birth were the two most empowering, amazing experiences of my life. And really, I left out one piece, which was when I was in my early 20s, I, I said to myself, I want to do 10 years of weekly therapy to prepare myself to become a parent because I just knew I had so much hurt and so much pain that I really wanted to, um, you know, from my birth and these kinds of things, I really wanted to work through that before I even considered becoming a parent. And again, this is not to say that that's everyone's journey. This is each of us. I deeply trust each of us in our own unique journey around birth and parenting. And that was mine. And that was what I felt called to do. And I'm so glad that I did. So that was part of my psychotherapy training as well. So anyway... 
So I gave birth and while I was pregnant, actually, so here's the piece about aware parenting, uh, is that while I was pregnant, I was researching on the nascent internet. Google was still kind of newish back then. There weren't that many websites back uh, in, uh, so that was um, 2001 when I was pregnant with her. And I came across this thing called Aware Parenting. And oh my gosh, I had light bulbs go off when I read about it because it fitted with absolutely everything that I had learned in all these different fields. So in my psychotherapy training, my academic background, in all the other things I'd read, you know, I'd read in 1992, I came across Continuum Concept. So in terms of attachment theory, um all of these things that had all of those things that I was looking for, that I wanted to find in a parenting paradigm. And it had this extra magical piece. You know, it had all the things in terms of pre and perinatal psychology. It had this extra one piece that I had not ever even contemplated, apart from once, because I had a friend who'd given birth um, when I was a little bit younger, 29. And I remember one time we were in a cafe and her baby was maybe nine months old or something and the baby was crying and she was doing everything she could to distract the baby and shush and and do all of those things and I thought to myself you know because I was a psychotherapist and was listening to people's feelings and listening to them cry and I thought do you know what I wonder if babies ever have feelings that actually they need to be heard I just had that little thought that came to me so of course coming across um, Aletha Salter's website, awareparenting.com, which was around back then. This was this extra piece that babies and children come into the world with this capacity to heal from not only trauma and, uh, you know, all the things I'd studied around birth, the impact of birth on our experience. You know, I'd been really into Stan Groff's work around um, birth and the phases of birth and how birth goes and how that impacts the rest of our life that actually babies come into the world with the capacity to change these things to heal from these experiences and not only that but the everyday things that happen you know the inevitable um, em empathic um, misattunements that we will make as parents the inevitable times that we will be stressed or we won't quite understand what our baby or child needs or they will experience painful things with other children, or uh, um, just daily stresses, daily overwhelm. Uh, I'd also been really into Frederick Leboyer's work. I remember the first time I read Birth Without Violence, if you've seen that book, and talking about a baby's, a newborn baby's experience and how exquisitely they are feeling everything, you know, the touch of the, of, um, anything on their skin or the lights for their eyes the sound and the ears you know the digestive system the pulmonary system everything experiencing completely new when they come into the world and you know given my experience as an incubator baby as well that I remember I cried and cried like the continuum concept cried and cried my goodness yes babies feel so deeply they feel so deeply, then they have needs, yes, and let's do everything we can to meet their needs. They also have feelings just like us. And so listening to that, 
um so coming back to where parenting like oh my goodness of course you know if babies um if they do experience bright lights after birth or forceps or cesarean or even just birth itself you know as groff stan groff talks about which i love so much is that birth itself even if it's the most beautiful water birth gentle you know whatever it is the most gorgeous wanted experience it's still a massive experience for babies to go through the the forces on the body are profound and big and babies are experiencing all of that they're feeling that so again it made so much sense that they would want to share those experiences with us with us they would want to tell us what that experience is like they want to share it with us and have us hear those feelings and that was the wonderful thing for me that we do not need to wait until we're whatever age is that to come to our own healing you know for me I did lots of rebirthing in my 20s and holotropic breath work which is a a methodology developed by Stan Groff I did lots of um, polarity therapy later on I did craniosacral I did um, Alexander technique I did a whole lot of different things which I love and I'm so grateful for all of those but to me to be able to actually listen to a baby's feelings soon after that experience you know I'm touched to tears again when I reconnect with that the the beauty of that the absolute divine beauty and you know the difference as well of waiting 25 30 or 15 40 50 60 however many years to actually feel those feelings and have someone who can hear them but actually to have those be heard by our own parents the profundity of that really spoke to me so deeply but not only that understanding tantrums and not only that not only in terms of their emotional well-being which for me was the most important thing I wanted to listen to my children to meet their needs to listen to their feelings in ways that would help their long-term emotional well-being and as you can hear I feel (laughs) so touched connecting back to this again but that wasn't all you know to hear and in a way parenting as I read and that so many of the things that parents find challenging are actually byproducts of the of feelings of these unexpressed feelings the sleep challenges you know the the not needing to do all those other things around sleep all not saying all but so many of the things that parents find challenging the agitation in children the hitting the biting the throwing they're not cooperating they're not listening the general antsiness all of those things that so many of those are really symptoms of their beautiful bodies having these feelings that they haven't had the opportunity to express and to me that is again to know that for me the emotional well-being was the the primary thing but to know that the byproduct of that would be um a deep impact on their behavior and and more ease for them in their day-to-day lives and I know not everyone comes into aware parenting that way or whatever parenting paradigm a lot of parents will come in more through behaviors it may be their child's their toddler's waking up every hour at night or is hitting or biting or throwing things or sucking their thumb all the time it may be behaviors that that bring us into a particular parenting paradigm or aware parenting but for me it was it was that 
long-term emotional well-being piece and then there was this other piece as well like wow this is to me aware parenting more than any other parenting explains the genesis of how we learn to repress feelings to dissociate from feelings how we develop all these mechanisms in our bodies and psyches to prevent ourselves from feeling painful feelings it explains in detail and I've observed that in my own children and in working with many many parents over the years exactly how that happens how feelings get to be repressed and then get to accumulate in the body and show up as these behavioral things and in terms of um, that lineage between these things and addictions so I don't really like the word addictions in aware parenting Aletha Salter uses um, the word control patterns my own preference nowadays is repression mechanisms I know dissociation isn't a repression mechanism but I have that as a general term to really understand exactly how these get passed on from generation to generation and how we can help our children have fewer repression mechanisms and less dissociation and I'm using those words very specifically, the less <laughs> rather than none. So, uh, yeah, so all of those pieces together, the long-term emotional well-being, the way it fitted with pre- and perinatal psychology, with with psychotherapy, with uh, Stan Groff's work, <laughs> with um, people like Frederick Laboya's work, and so many other people I'm not naming, but... It really fitted with all of these things and I knew that this is the parenting paradigm. So going back to what I was saying at the beginning, can you hear the level of resonance that I had, the level of yesness in my body? I am absolutely, um, this is what I would love to do with my baby when they're born. And then that's a whole other story in itself because, of course, there's a difference between getting in our bodies and wanting to do it and our own emotional capacity and our own emotional journey. So despite the fact that I had done more than 10 years of weekly therapy, I'd done every type of therapy at that time under the sun, done so much emotional healing myself, I still found practicing aware parenting really challenging at first. And it and it took a long journey for me to get more and more awareness and understanding of um, what was actually going on for my daughter. And I want to say that because, again, you know, that's my background in observe, observational um, research. I spent hundreds, if not thousands of hours looking at babies and mothers and their behavior. And yet still I found it tricky and challenging so now when I work with parents and you know over the years I got more and more competent and more and more skilled at seeing and observing what was happening with babies so by the time my son was born four and a half years later I saw so many more things that I hadn't seen with my daughter and I imagine if I'd had another child I would have probably got been able to see even more things because that's the journey of parenting we become if we're wanting to we gain capacities and skills that we didn't have at the beginning which is why I'm passionate about compassion I'm not going to be talking about that today because it's inherent in the journey that we are going to be able to see things and understand things and have capacity for things later on in the journey that we didn't have at the beginning and that's an inherent part and that's why compassion is so vital because otherwise we're going to have a whole lot of judgment to be dealing with and that's not today's subject so 
what else would I like to share? So yes, I, I was on this journey of aware parenting. When I began, I had this vision. I wanted to, you know, it was all focused on my daughter. I wanted to listen. I wanted to meet every need she had. I wanted to listen to every single feeling she had. I wanted to grow, her to grow up with no oppression mechanisms at all. Um, you can probably imagine that after uh, some while, I started to change that perspective and I started to see myself in uh, a a cultural and intergenerational perspective to see that I was the result of the culture that I had grown up in in interaction with my own unique self and the family I grew up in and to expect myself to to make that jump from where I was to this ideal was not going to happen but that so I changed that and I changed to seeing myself as as part of a lineage as a, a rung in the ladder and that my aim became to do as much as I possibly could in my own capacity and my own journey I knew that then I was invited to and very quickly learned I needed to do a whole lot more healing that parenting would invite me to do a level of inner healing that I that I had not thought possible despite the 10 plus years of all the work that I had done up until that point but that my new aim became to be able to meet her needs as much as I could, to to listen to her feelings as much as I could, to listen, to know that she would have so many more feelings heard than I did, to know that she would have so much fewer accumulated feelings than I did, and to know that she would have far fewer repression mechanisms than I did. So I became a lot more compassionate with myself, and I really clearly saw, so from that observational perspective, I really clearly saw that meeting her needs, being attuned and listening to her feelings had a profound impact on her physiologically, emotionally and just clearly in her, her body. So that the more I had capacity and her dad too, that we had capacity to listen to her feelings, to be, to, to meet her needs that the more she would be relaxed in her muscles, she would sleep peacefully, she would make lots of eye contact, she would be um, have this open face, uh, her body musculature would be really open and relaxed, she would be cooperative and calm and concentrate, all of these things. And that continued when I gave birth with my, to my son four and a half years later. You know, my capacity had grown so much by then. I was an aware parenting instructor by then. So I could listen to more. I could be present with him um, more fully. And I saw that impact on him even more in terms of his um, openness of his being, his freeness from pent-up painful feelings, his willingness to explore new things, uh, all of those things. So I'm still as deeply passionate about aware parenting as I was then. You know, I've gone through a whole lot since then. I've gone through divorce and you know, painful experiences in life. So um, you know, what I love about aware parenting is it's helped me develop all the things that I've aimed to give my children to. to because what I saw is, and when I myself and what I saw in many other parents is. Um, I wanted to meet their needs, to listen to their feelings, to bring them up free from punishments and rewards and shame and guilt and all of those things. By the way, I also got deeply into nonviolent communication 
um, when my daughter was nine months old and also immersed myself in that and that was another thing that's had a huge impact so I wanted all these things for my children I realized very soon again that also the invitation was to do all those things for myself and I see that also in many parents is doing these beautiful new paradigm parentings with their children but also using the old paradigms themselves so not meeting their needs not listening to their feelings judging their own beautiful natural um, feeling healing mechanisms um, be, uh, judging and punishing themselves with guilt and shame and all coercion coercing themselves with guilt all of that stuff which is why my work has become so much about particularly supporting mothers to also change that in our relationship so that we meet our needs value and honor our needs listen to our feelings with profound compassion get free from all those internalized voices of guilt and shame and judgment and all of that stuff inner coercion to me um, all of those are part of the journey and so you know reflecting back my daughter at the moment 17 my son is 12 nearly 13 and you know, life got difficult for a while there when um, their dad and I separated. It gave me deep compassion for how hard parenting can be when we're going through deeply painful things ourselves. So that gave me a whole extra level of compassion for parenting and for parents. So um, I'm really, I came back full circle as well, back to the psycho-spiritual context. So where parenting, I want to be really clear, uh, where parenting is a particular parent, paradigm it has nothing to do with spirituality or religion or anything in that way but for me when I, what I came back to was um, for me the psycho-spiritual context so seeing the bigger picture which is what I learned from from my psycho-spiritual training is that bigger picture of the soul's journey and the personality and feelings and all of those things so that's so I've developed psycho-spiritual parenting myself so if you want to learn more, my daughter's just finishing ballet now, so I'm going to finish. But I uh, hope you've enjoyed this. If you want to find more, I have a lot of resources on my website, marianrose.net. I have free courses, I have paid courses, I have a whole lot of stuff. I hope you've enjoyed this and I send you so much love. <laughs>